Welcome to Success AF Customer Success Podcast Series. I'm JD. And this is Elena. And through short and insightful discussions and interviews, we'll explore a variety of customer success topics and challenges and ponder multicultural nuances that create a unique twist. In this episode, we speak to Gabriel, CEO at SalesWheel, a software as a service company based out of Singapore and Washington, D.C. in the U.S. We're really excited to have him here today. So we're going to talk a bit more about a CEO's take on customer success. So thank you very much for joining us this evening, Gabriel. Great to have you here. Great to be here. So normally we start with uh, a bit of a question around coffee, but I understand that you're trying to give up. So tell us a bit about that. What's the backstory there? Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. I am, in fact, in uh, I think day nine or ten of you know going cold turkey on coffee. So it's been quite a journey. Right. <laughs> so the, the backstory was that, you know, ever since the whole move to work from home, um, my coffee consumption has gotten out of control. So at one point in time, I was drinking like six to seven cups of coffee a day. And that was really bad. Right. So I was getting like heart palpitations. I was cold sweating. And, uh, you know, I, I was getting in this weird mental state. So, you know, like, like, like I was mentioning earlier, right? Like, I don't know if you realize, but when you drink coffee, you get into this very, very hyper-focused tunnel vision state, mm-hmm. um, which is really bad when you're a CEO of a company that's supposed to be strategic and high level. So, yeah. So one day, just you know, woke up on a Saturday and told myself, look, I'm just going to go cold turkey. So I didn't drink any coffee on Saturday. On Sunday, woke up with a splitting headache, right? Dragged myself to work on Monday. And nine days later, here I am, still alive. Well done. (laughs) Great work. (laughs) Good luck with your journey. Thank you. But wow, six to seven cups of coffee a day. Um, I try to limit myself to one a day. I Mm -hmm. I had one today from the local coffee store. I think Elena knows this, but I I get it from this place called Stamping Ground. Mm -hmm. They do uh, an Indonesian blend. Oh, no, uh, please please stop. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Sure. Well, so, I've got a cinnamon and licorice coffee. Oh, no. Tea, rather, wow. so, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. logging out. So, guys. tea's Bye. all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're very, very honored to have uh, Gabriel with us today. Gabriel is uh, CEO at SalesWheel, and I think I'll leave the introductions to him. Uh, yeah, so yeah, great to be here. My name is Gabriel. So, like um, JD mentioned, I'm the CEO of this company called SalesWheel. So, we are a SaaS company. Um, you know, headquartered in both Singapore and Washington, D.C., you know, Series A company, roughly 30 plus employees, global companies, uh, customers include startups, mid-sized companies, Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, I've been running this company for the last three to four years. And I guess why JD wanted to have me on this podcast is because, you know, we take customer success pretty seriously. In fact, you know, I think one of our first few hires, like literally the first um, non-technical hire was actually a customer success manager who, you know, JD, I'm sure you know her, um, Yi. So, yeah, so I'm uh, just um, excited to be here and, and to share more about our journey. Agreed. And today, what we're mostly going to focus on is actually uh, a C-level's take or rather a CEO's take on customer success. And as we said, great honor to have Gabriel with us on the call today. But one key question that I always think about, uh, and I think many CEOs must be thinking about as we go through a tech revolution, uh, a lot of uh, companies start investing in this thing called customer success. 
the, the CEO would be asking themselves this question, right? Why should I invest in customer success? What are your thoughts, Gabriel? I think the, the flippant answer is just, it's simply good business, right? Honestly speaking, right? I mean, you know, if, if you want to look at it from a really, really pragmatic perspective, customer success, right, essentially moves the dials on almost every single dial in your business, right? Including acquisition, which sounds counterintuitive, right? So if you have better um, customer success, happier customers, more adoption, essentially your lifetime value of each customer goes up. And something that a lot of people don't realize as well is that happy customers would actually refer you to other happy customers, right? When people, when happy customers leave their company and they join other companies, they bring your software along. When they have dinners with their fellow marketing managers, marketing director friends, because for us, we sell to marketing managers, they refer your product. And when you close this, what we call second order customers, essentially your cap cost per customer acquisition is zero, right? Like it's, it's, it's like a, a free customer. So for CEOs that view customer success as a cost center or worse, as a necessary evil, right? I, I think it's just really, really willfully misguided and short-sighted, especially today, right? Where, where the customer experience is just so, so important for any recurring revenue business. Yeah, I strongly agree that having good, strong customer references is leads to the second order customer closing and you're getting more business with a right, zero dollar mm -hmm. customer acquisition. And that's really exciting. And I've never heard anyone, but uh, actually coming from a CEO saying that uh, it's good business, right? It, they actually help you with your pipeline pre-sales. Uh, and I really appreciate those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can be all kumbaya and like, oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you, you have to, this is the way to do business, there's impact, this and that, right? But at the end of the day, it's, yeah, from a very pragmatic perspective, it's, it's simply good business. Not, not to mention that, no, you do not want to run a business where your customers are unhappy, right? Why even wake up in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it's interesting, you mentioned that your first non-technical hire was customer success. Mm -hmm. So how old was Sales Whale at that point? And, mm. and when did you realize that that was going to be your next hire? Mm. So I think we were roughly one year plus in. And for the entire history of Sales Whale, we were all engineers, right? So I'm a software engineer by training. So are two of my co-founders, uh, when we raised our seed round, um, you know, the first few hires were engineers as well. So roughly one year plus in when we started to have, I think like 20, 30 customers, right? So myself, I was double hatting as customer success, as sales, as engineering product. And one thing that I realized was that, yes, I was doing a good job at bringing customers in, onboarding them. But thereafter, kind of like, you know, I just didn't have bandwidth, right? To look after each and every customer, to make sure that they were using the product, adopting the product correctly. And I guess one day a wake up call for us was when a customer that I personally brought in, a pretty well-known education brand, caught me up of the blue and say, hey, you know, Gabriel, we, we, we are not going to renew. <gasps> yeah. And yeah. And I was like, why? And they're like, oh no, because we, we haven't really been using our product. We don't really understand, you know, how to use this. We, you know, it's just this and that. And I was like, oh shit, you know, if we had just been more proactive about this, we, we could have kind of like rescued this account. So I think that that was a, a wake up call. And I'm ashamed to say that, you know, reactively we decided, okay, you know, can we just hire someone 
um, to kind of do what Gabriel is doing right now, but just his or her full-time job is just to look after this bunch of customers, make sure that they're adopting, make sure they're using the product correctly. And that's when we decided to look for our first customer success manager. So in a more proactive state, because like you said, you were not only double hatting, you were multiple hatting, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think what th one thing that a lot of CEOs and founders don't realize is that this does not scale, right? Like up to a certain point, you, you are going to let the boss drop, right? On all of your customers. And if you do have someone, you know, whose full-time job is to, is to take care of this, to build systems, to build processes, to build instrumentation, to be proactive about this. Um, yeah, you are definitely not going to have as happy um, of customers as you can definitely have. And so it sounds though you got on board the, the journey pretty quickly. Did you, would you, like in hindsight, would you do anything different? Like, do you think you really could have mm -hmm. gone any earlier? Because um, it does sound like you, you were pretty on the ball. I went earlier. <laughs> really? I went, yeah. yeah. I, I think that around that time was around the right time, to be frank. Um, so I, I wouldn't really change much turning back time. Yeah. Right time, right place. Mm -hmm. So I, I was actually also very interested because in my previous companies um, or in all the companies that I've worked for, the CEO actually does engage with the customer. So just coming from your perspective, do you actually spend time with customers and mm -hmm. what do you think CEOs can do to drive customer success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So at least on my side, I try to talk to two customers every week. So there's like 104 customers per year, right? Try to be as disciplined as I can about this. And I think that's so important because number one, um, not only it allows me to get a better pulse of how the customers are using their product, their happiness, you know, product feedback, but I think the second order effect as well is that it builds attitudinal loyalty, right? Like, you know, most customers want to talk to the CEO, right? They feel good when, you know, the CEO actually bothers to come down to, to talk to them, shows that, you know, we care. So I realized that customers that I touch, right, uh, I probably need to run a regression on this, but at least I think that customers that I touch um, actually you know, have a lower churn rate, right? So we, right. we have to validate that. Right. <laughs> so, I'll be very interested to look at the data points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to your second question, right, what can CEOs do to, to drive um, customer success? So I think a lot begins with leading by example. So talking to customers is, is a good way. I think the second important thing as well is to, for lack of a better word, elevate customer success to a first-class citizen in the company, right? Because I see a lot of companies, they, 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 they have customer success, you know, just be like some kind of glorified customer support. They have customer success reporting to sales. I have no idea why. Customer success reporting to the CFO, to the COO, like no idea why as well. But at least in my company for Salesville, you know, customer success reports directly to the CEO. Customer success is a function by itself and they actually have a seat at the table with um, their marketing and their sales counterparts. And, yeah. and that's really exciting because I've seen a lot of companies kind of meander and try, try to figure out where customer success sits. I think majority of them put them under revenue, not necessarily under sales, but together, you know, with the CRO, mm. who is typically a sales, sales trained, background. Correct, sales <laughs> trained professional. Yeah. So, so I, I really uh, respect that you put customer success along with marketing sales, all having a seat at the table, respecting their viewpoints and understanding how the run rate business is doing and what the customers really want actually also helps to drive product, right? Helps to drive the solution progress and make sure that you, you fit the market better. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
So yeah, it's it's very insightful. I I really like the term you mentioned just now. Attitudinal loyalty is something I learned today. I've got to go figure out uh, more about what that means to us, and maybe use it. I should drop it to my own CEO too. <laughs> And so that's a key input into the the customer experience from from that perspective, right? So right. How would you define that kind of ideal customer experience through that success lens? So I think first impressions matter. You know, a lot of the work for customer success is front loaded. So in terms of the customer ideal customer experience, we want to get them to what we call the aha moment as quickly as possible. Right, so in Salesforce um, usage is to get fully implemented, fully onboarded. You launch your first campaign, you onboard, you know, your AI assistant, and you get your first qualified lead in as short and compressed of a time period as possible. So you know, we we obsess a lot around this, and you know, for customer success, we want to make sure that, um, in terms of the customer journey, right, like if you do a really fantastic job upfront, they are more likely to cut you slack you know, later on in the journey when you drop the ball. But whereas if you start behind the eight ball, then people have this bad impression, it's going to be a lot harder to recover. I agree with that. So yeah. getting in early with an impact. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the saying that I have is that there's no slow burn success in SaaS, mm -hmm. right? Especially with SaaS customers. So typically, you know, if it takes too long for a customer to see initial value from your product, actually the chances of them churning way down the line goes way up. So, yeah, I think that's all uh, we wanted to cover with Gabriel today. And we really appreciate your thoughts, Gabriel. <laughs> I wish you all the best on your journey to quitting coffee. Thank you. Thanks. And uh, thanks <laughs> yeah, for the idea for the big red button. I may ask my engineering team to implement that, you know. All right. <laughs> right. And of course, all the best with Salesforce. We hope to see you uh, see the company grow as we go along the way. And We'll chat again soon. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks very much, Gabriel. Thank you very much for joining us today. That, again, was Gabriel Lim, CEO of Sales Whale. Uh, very interesting to have a CEO's perspective on customer success and in particular when you know founding a company, um, a, in, particularly in the SaaS model, at, at what point should customer success uh, become part of your customer experience or the customer journey? Um, and you know, for me, I, I find it really rewarding to hear a CEO so appreciative of the value that customer success does bring and the importance, particularly now, of um, having a focus on a positive and customer experience, you know, front-loading that, the impact and making a real first impression because, to quote Gabriel, it's just good business. Yes, just good for business. So next time, we will have skills and experience to become a superstar in success. So please do join uh, JD and I again next time. And in the meantime, any advice, feedback, suggested topics or guests, uh, you can reach us at hello at successaf.live.